0: schools. Also's
1: going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes
2: the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone.
0: If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number
3: four of my best non-sports sports, wife-carrying.
0: It's the full court press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Fan.
3: Hi. Yes, we are here. Somebody was in here
4: messing with our settings. Did you turn my mic off again? No, your mic is on. Well, I started talking. I didn't hear myself. and I was like, did you do it again?
3: (laughs) Uh, That would never happen. I don't know what you're talking about. That would never, ever be the case here where something like that would go wrong. Uh, Anyway... Hello, welcome on in to another edition of the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker, uh, the Full Court Press text line is open. If you want to chime in, you want to participate, 435-339-0321. We'll be talking a lot about the running back position today for Utah State in anticipation of what we might see in our first scrimmage for Utah State on Saturday, 11 o'clock in the stadium. Um... You just, uh, who's back, some new faces, how do they fit in? Uh, We've talked about the offensive line. Certainly they play a role in the running game. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So we'll touch on that. Uh, We'll hear from Calvin Tyler Jr., Al Lewis, All-of-Famer, was able to catch up with Calvin uh, last week, and so we'll hear his full interview and uh, get his sense for how things are developing for the Aggies this off season, getting ready for a, uh, a a chance to defend their Mountain West Conference Championship so all that's coming up we'll also reveal number 14 on our list of top 25 Aggies for this 2022 football season who's on the list and do you uh, agree or disagree with where he is on the list so that's always open uh, so a lot of different things we want to get through today. Um, and also just a reminder, we are expanding back up to, f- to a two-hour show starting on Monday, August 8th. So we've, uh, we- we've got a lot of things planned. I'll tell you this right now. We've got some uh, high school football coaches that we're lining up to preview the upcoming high school football season, which will kick off in about a week and a half from
4: today. We're like 10 days away. Yeah, they're really getting into it, so it'll be a good chance to get to talk to these guys, get to, you know, ask them how they feel about their teams. Hopefully, they don't give us too much coach speak. Um, it's really great to talk to these coaches because you really get nothing out of high school, you know, off season. Because I mean, we're not that into it. <laughs> they're not publicizing what they're doing, so these are usually the first real good look you get. At, you know, what's their team gonna be like? What are they expecting? Who are some of the new players that are, you know, getting in there? Um, new guys they're going to get, you know, snaps. So be a really good chance to get, a you know, kind of a first look before the real first look on the 12th. <laughs> yes, there you go. So that will be fun to start hearing from
3: the coaches as uh, the high school football season is vastly <laughs> uh, quickly approaching. Um, exciting because we have some new coaches so a, a new era we have some coaches who uh, haven't been really on the job for for too long so uh, there's still uh, a, a lot that could change from year to year in region 11 so excited to see how that works out um, and uh, we'll also run through uh, how you can follow these games and follow your favorite region 11 football team uh, as they go through the season so
4: that's all coming up here in the next few
3: days yeah
4: really expanding how the you know how you get to watch and follow Region 11 football. It's really growing. It's growing exponentially.
3: Yes, it's fun. Uh, and fun ways to, to uh, some things we have planned this year, fun ways to uh, recap games and uh, not just rewatch them, but um, to recap what happened, to re experience some of the highlights.
4: Yeah, and you can re experience them a little quicker than just rewatching the entire game.
3: Yes, yes.
4: So stay tuned for all of that. That's part of what we're planning for this upcoming
3: season. Uh, But if you want to chime in, if you've got a question, uh, we'd love to hear from you. 435-339-0321. There was a question that did come through at the end of the show, and I apologize we didn't uh, get to it. Uh, This was 8577, about the time we were getting off the air. But a question about what happened to Quazel White. Because we were talking a lot about the offensive line, holes that needed to be filled. Quazel White was receiving preseason recognitions on a lot of watch lists, well, he's not even going to play for Utah State.
4: Yeah, he was one of what would have been four returning starters. And, yeah, he got into some legal trouble, to put it uh, <laughs> shortly. Yeah. Uh, and he was, initially he said it was suspended from the team, and he was kind of still on the roster. And then he's no longer on the roster. Uh, I think when the media guide came out, they listed him as a starter lost. And so I think he's officially been probably dismissed from the team because I don't think he's actually on the roster anymore. No. But, yeah, he's he's gone now, unfortunately, which is it's a sad situation all around for a lot of different parties involved. Right. Uh, some issues when he went back home in the Tacoma, Washington area. Uh,
3: did some stuff that he shouldn't do. Of course, you know, he hasn't. The legal process isn't finished there, so there's still some determination that needs to be done about the extent of what he did or or didn't do. Yeah. Uh, but from the the Utah State coaching standpoint, um, they're like, no, nope, you're we're not having you back.
4: Yeah. The issue is he was like caught in the act, so it's it's more so determining what will you know what's going to happen going forward for him. I don't want to just assume he's guilty, but like I said, he was like caught in the act. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard to assume unless everybody's lying about him. <laughs> it's a pretty good stack of evidence that it appears, but um,
3: but yeah, that, so that's an issue Utah State has to try to resolve uh, with the uh, uh, as an offensive guard. Um, what do they do? A wealth of experience in the tackles. Uh, there's some experience at the center position, some, but the question is, what if somebody gets hurt? Yeah, uh, and are you going to with all of that experience you have at the tackle position, do you have somebody cross-trained who can do multiples? So that'll be something that uh, one of our big things we're going to be watching for on Saturday is how they're addressing that.
4: Yeah, when the offense goes out for the out there for the first time, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna be writing down. All right, who's at what position? You know, I'm I'm gonna be pretty sure who's at left tackle, and center, but what I want to see is who's at left guard, right guard, and right tackle. Mostly because I want to see if they move somebody from right tackle in. Um, and then obviously looking at who's at probably right guard because left guard is probably going to be Wade Meacham. That's where he's played most. He's the one guy with experience at guard on the team. Um, but right guard, that's the question. So I know we keep – it seems to be a
3: recurring theme over the last several days. We keep kind of coming back to the offensive line, but it's so important because of all the other things that, that work with the offense because of what the offensive line does.
4: Does yeah, they it plays such a critical role. Yeah, it's the cockpit of the offense. Everything happens because of the offensive line, the run game, the pass game, everything starts there, and if that falls apart, you got nothing. So uh, we keep circling back to it because it it fits
3: into the next position that we're focusing on today, and that's the running back position, where Utah State has Calvin Tyler Jr. coming back. He's on the Doak
4: Walker Award watch list. Uh, but so is everybody. So, I mean, there's a lot of people on a lot I ju- of watch lists. I, I just missed out on it.
3: <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> but, look, I mean, here's a guy who, who nearly ran for 1,000 yards last year. Uh, seven touchdowns. He's not a big bruising back. Uh, he's not the fastest back Utah State has ever had. But he is shifty, and he... Um, and he he knows how to move forward. Some guys will spend too much time in the backfield, going side to side, trying to find the gap, and they end up losing yards. Calvin Tyler is a little more decisive, and when he gets the ball, he's going to make a move. He's going to do something.
4: Yeah, he's a little more north south. He'll make a cut, and then he'll he'll hit the hole, and he's really good at that. He doesn't have super breakaway speed, but he's able to get he's able to get up and down. Yes. Uh, and for a guy who's five eight, who tips the scales supposedly. At 215 pounds, that's what he's listed at, which is actually five pounds above what he was listed at last year. Um, so he's stocky for his size, and it helps him. I mean, it doesn't make him a bruiser, like you said, but it helps him. It's kind of like Darwin Thompson a few years ago. Uh, he wasn't a bruiser, you know, all of 5'7", five, 5'8", five, if he was wearing shoes. But, you know, or maybe he was 5'9", I can't remember. But, you know, it's similar. he was similar able build. to be good enough... Uh, and able to be sort of a power back, have enough power to to you know right. be Tom, a running back and be a be somewhat of a goal line back because they went to him on the goal line a lot. Right, Thompson had just huge trunks for his legs.
3: Yeah. Um, and Calvin Tyler is getting there, but um, one thing is clear though is that the Utah State offense last year illustrated that. Coach Anderson, Coach Tucker, they don't have or, or call for an every down back. And it was by committee. Now, Calvin Tyler did the most with what he was given and was used more often than anybody else. Um, but Utah State has a bit of an issue here because that number two back in the system a year ago is gone. Lelian Noah left. He transferred away. And so now they're trying to figure out, okay, who's that next guy? John Gentry was on our top 25 Aggies uh, near the uh, – or wasn't he, like, number 25? He was, was number 25. He was 25. number 25. Um, but this list, list was put together before we knew about Jordan Wilmore. Yeah. And I'm still not sure I understand fully what Jordan Wilmore brings to Utah State because I don't think we really saw a lot of what he could do at Utah or
4: even at Fresno State. Yeah, basically, his time at Utah and Fresno State were similar, a little short at Fresno State because he spent two years at Utah. He was basically perpetually the running back in waiting. Or, like, you know, he was like the third running back, perpetually the third running back. And he was just waiting until he got his chance. It didn't happen at Utah, Uh, it wasn't happening at Fresno State. And each time he's like, all right, that's not working, so I'll transfer. So this is his third stop. And hopefully for him he can make that, you know, backup running back spot because it'll be the first time he'll get real carries because in this system, you know, you got the one two punch instead of the bell cow. So you know that that's the ideal for him and then maybe steps into the starting role next year. You know. So yeah, we haven't seen what he's capable of in college. His high school numbers are spectacular. Four-star recruit. Yeah, he ran for 2,000 yards as a sophomore, junior, and senior. 77 total touchdowns, or 77 rushing touchdowns. I think he had like 80-something, low 80s total touchdowns. So that's the last time we've seen him in a volume role, and he was spectacular. But there's a difference between high school and college football. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of 2,000-yard running backs out there in the high school universe. Uh, yes, and so we'll see if he's able to capitalize on that. You mentioned he's a four-star recruit, so obviously there's a difference between him and the, you know, wing T running backs that come out of small schools and <laughs> in rural America. Well, um,
3: Coach Anderson talked about Jordan Wilmore as a new, as a late addition mm-hmm. to the Utah State offense. Uh, you know, the uh, he's kind of in a similar build. He's five foot eight, two hundred pounds to Calvin Tyler, a lot of these guys are in that same kind of a mold. But here's what Coach Anderson had to say when describing Jordan Wilmore and what he could potentially bring to the Utah State offense this year.
5: Yeah, just we just felt like um, we needed some some more opportunity in that, that, that room to maybe play by committee a little bit. And uh, Wilmore comes in with having been on some Power 5 rosters, and I think people in the state are somewhat familiar with him. At one point he was – he was listed as a starting tailback at Utah, at least for a game or two. Um, some staff changes and different things, dynamics at places that he, that he was at just made him available to us. And we felt like he could challenge other guys in the room. Don't know where he's going to fit. Didn't promise him anything but an opportunity. But we did feel like it was a need to, to bring in another guy that has played at this level and could maybe add a role, however big, however small. Um, Injury is always a concern too. Losing Noah like we did to the transfer portal, you know, I think it was the right move. So we bring in a high school player in Briggs, we bring in a transfer player in Wilmore, and there'll be a couple other bodies in the room that, that have an opportunity to compete. But on the surface of those two guys, we felt like it could impact the room, you know, the quickest.
3: So, uh, Look, he's got experience. He's been trained at some good, solid programs and has had development at some good places. And like we've seen in other, uh, with other players before, sometimes they just get, a get need to get in the right situation to have that right fit, to have the right opportunity before they really blossom. And we've seen that happen many times over with guys that come to Utah State.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, Anderson said he promised nothing but an opportunity, but an opportunity is all that Wilmore needs. That's the one thing he hasn't had. He's had all the you know, the four-star recruits and going to the power fives and getting the training from you know, Utah's had a lot of good running backs go through their programs. He's getting training from good coaches. And so he's had all these things set up for him, but the one thing he hasn't had is a real opportunity. And that's what hopefully he'll get at Utah State. I'm still not 100% sure he's solidified the backup role. That's one of the things I'm looking for at the scrimmage. Is again when that offense comes out. Once I'm finished writing out all the offensive linemen, you know, and they run a few plays. I'm going to see. All right, who's the next running back that comes in? Is it John Gentry, who's been the presumed backup for the off season, or is it Wilmore, or is it somebody else? Yeah, it could be Bakakona. Yeah, It could
3: be the, the freshman, true freshman that Coach just mentioned in uh, Briggs.
4: Yeah, and and for how, you know, for how little time Wilmore's been here, presumably we don't know when he showed up, or at least exactly when. Um. He may not have solidified himself in the offense yet. You know, you, you got to work your way in, and so it could be that he's catching up, and maybe maybe he'll eventually get that backup role, but maybe not yet, or maybe he just won't end up beating out John Gentry or you know these other guys. So before we play our next clip, uh, <sighs> just going through the the running backs currently on the
3: roster, what is this? Or, excuse me, running back core look like for Utah State. We already mentioned Calvin Tyler is a little bit on the short side, 5'8", 215. Jordan Wilmer, very similar, 5'8", 200. John Gentry's 5'10", 195. Uh, Makakona, he's 5'10". Actually, Makakona has got about 15 more pounds on him than Gentry does. And then this uh, freshman, Robert Briggs, he's only 5'6".
4: At 175. Yeah, he's he's real short stuff there. I think he's I'd hope he's a speedster at that size. Otherwise he, he's, he's got nothing be. left. He's <laughs> not got he's got nothing
3: left going for him. Yeah. yeah, so they're so
4: a bruising back Utah State does not have. They rarely do. Having a six foot running back is rare. I think Gerald Bright was like five eleven. And he's probably one of the tallest rotation backs Utah State's had in a while. Maybe since Turban. I mean, Turban was only five ten. That's true. Turban isn't that tall. Yeah, but he was a lot more stuck <laughs> So yeah, thick. usually Utah State's running backs are in the five seven to five nine range, uh, and and hopefully you'll get him north of two hundred pounds. Uh, yeah, you don't get these five eleven six foot running backs because uh, they go to Power Five schools. So if you need a, a power run situation, I mean, Makacon
3: is probably the best suited. Yeah. For that, but I mean. Calvin Tyler Jr. is as good as anybody.
4: Yeah, I think Tyler, he'll work just fine because, I mean, if you have good run blocking, which that is a little iffy for Utah State of places, but, you know, when you're 215 pounds, then it doesn't matter if you're 5'8 or 6'2. If you're 215 pounds, you're going to get something done, potentially. Well, and the the ability to
3: establish the run and to be more consistent in the run game was one of those questions and an issue that Coach Anderson talked about last week. Utah State last year was 102nd in yards per rush. When you look at there's well, like 125, 130 Division One. I, I think there's now schools. I
4: heard somebody mention there's now 131.
3: 131. But Utah State was 102nd last year. As yeah. good and as dynamic as the offense was, the running game wasn't as wasn't very solid. Yeah. Let's just
4: call a spade a spade. Yeah, really, It needed help. Yeah, it, it really struggled in a lot of ways. And this team really wants to run. There were times last year where I was just like, why are they still running? The passing game is working, and every time they run, they're running into a brick wall because their offensive line wasn't getting any movement. So this this team is clearly dedicated to running the ball and establishing the run. They will stubbornly, to the point of almost destroying their own offense, they will run the ball so that that's important for them to be able to actually get it going this year as opposed to last year where outside of a couple of games they were very poor in the run game right that's something that uh, coach Blake Anderson addressed last
3: week the need for this team to do better running the ball
5: those two guard spots have to materialize in a way that we can run the ball better than we did a year ago we were adequate but not explosive We've gotta be better, especially in situations where everybody in the stadium, including you guys and us, we all know we're gonna run it. We gotta be better in those areas. And those two interior spots have a big factor in that. Um, You know, finding that number two, that number three, three running back. We know Calvin is the guy and and likely will continue to be the guy if he can stay healthy. Who's Who's gonna take load off his back? Who's gonna step in as the two, the three? What's that room gonna look like as it solidifies? I think that's a big question. And we, we, we need to do um, – we need to find that fairly quickly, I think, so that we can get up and running.
3: You know, one guy I did not mention, Bailey Davenport, uh, 600 – not 600. 600 pounds? Six six feet tall, 200 pounds. They <laughs> just all blended together, the 600. <laughs> it's a massive running back. <laughs> six feet tall, 200 pounds. Uh, but he's uh, a junior college addition for Utah State, so – we don't. We haven't really seen a lot of him, but again, somebody else in that group of uh, running backs, who uh, who could be in the mix to help Utah State.
4: Yeah, potentially. We'll we'll see. I mean, they're always. We're gonna get a look at these guys. Probably most or all of them at some point in the scrimmage. Maybe Knox. Me list off like seven or eight yeah, guys. it's a big list. So there may not be enough snaps to get all these guys, but we'll we'll get a good look at probably the top five. They'll get their rushes. Um. And I mean, what Coach Anderson said. You know, that's why we talk about the those two guard spots because that's, you know, that's the heart of your run game. That you know, the guard, center, guard, because most of your runs are A or B gap, the 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 majority of them. And who's involved in both of those? <laughs> the guard. Yes. Plus the center. Sometimes the tackle, but the tackles aren't nearly as involved in the run game as the guards are, because the guards end up they do a lot of the pulling. They do the the you know the combo blocks. And they're the ones who are getting up to the linebackers, you know, off of those combo blocks. So, you know, they play a huge role. So having, you know, knowing who they are and having them be competent is that's a huge part of the run game. Huge. Uh,
3: we'll hear more about the run game, running back by committee. Coach uh, Anthony Tucker. I got a chance to catch up with him, uh, offensive coordinator for Utah State. What does he have to say about running backs? And then we'll hear from one of those. Well, Al Lewis caught up with Calvin Tyler himself to talk about uh, his role and how it kind of grew from a year ago uh, and uh, what's coming into this season for him and the Utah State Aggies. But before we get into that, we'll do our top 25 Aggies, the next one on our list, number 14, uh, and our top 25 Aggies for this upcoming season. That's coming up in about three and a half minutes from now. Uh, it's been hot. Now, the, it was overcast today, so it wasn't as hot, but you still have to be careful when it does get warm out there because that can cause some some issues with your vehicle. And uh, if, if you need an oil change especially, it's already running hot, so take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They're located across from Angie's. They have Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil for your vehicle. Plus, they'll get you back out on the road fast at 695 North Main in Logan.
6: Monday, August 22nd, come help ignite the light with Alex Boyer as he performs a free concert at the Cache County Fairgrounds, bringing positive support to suicide prevention. Suicide affects all walks of life, backgrounds, and age demographics. Join Alex Boyer Monday, August 22nd for a free concert bringing attention to suicide prevention and a new national suicide and crisis lifeline, 988 if you think you may need help or just want to talk with someone, call 988. Donations of any size are accepted and welcome to help make this event possible. Go to IgniteTheLight.com for concert details and donation information. The outpouring of support for this event last year was unbelievable. Business and individual donations are vital for the 2022 event. Join Alex Boyer at the Cash County Fairgrounds Monday, August 22nd for a free concert bringing attention and positive support to suicide prevention. Donations of any size are accepted and welcome. Go to for concert details and donation information. That's CacheValleyIgniteDelight.com. And thank you for making this event possible. It's back to school time. If you're involved in booster clubs, team sports, PTA, or any school organization, then the Logo Shop is your source for uniforms, fan gear, club t-shirts, anything customized with your school logo. It's the season to call the Logo Shop for custom t-shirts and uniforms for youth football, soccer, and other sports teams. The Logo Shop, committed to schools, teams, and youth groups.
2: The Logo Shop. The Logo Shop. The
0: Logo Shop. This is Ryan at My Mattress, a mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale. But come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing
2: are what you'll find. How many years has it been since you were married? One year? Ten years? Longer? This is Jarrett from Jarrett's Fine Jewelry. No matter how many years it's been, you always remember just how you felt. Show her you love her all over again with something special from Jarrett's. We can help you surprise her or bring her in and you can pick it out together. Maybe it's restyling the old ring or upgrading to a larger diamond that she just may have hinted about. No matter how many years it's been, let us help make it special on your anniversary. Jarrett's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarrett's.
1: Did you know that we have the largest appliance parts inventory in northern Utah and southern Idaho? If you're a handy person and need a part to finish your repair, chances are we have that part in stock and at a competitive price. Hi, I'm Jeff, a manager here at Darrell's, your one-stop appliance shop for sales, service, and parts. Serving all of northern Utah and southern Idaho for over 52 years. Darrell's, West on Airport Road. Open until 6 on weekdays and 5 p.m. on Saturdays.
0: It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
3: Once again, the fan congratulates this year's Best of Northern Utah Gold and Silver winners presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm. Go check out who won and in what categories at uh, bestofnorthernutah.com. Or better yet, find yourself one of those free magazines. It's a great guide to have in your in your house, in your apartment, at your place of business. And uh, we've got over a dozen different places where you can find one. And... Um, If you're wondering where to find a magazine, you can also find that at bestofnorthernutah.com. All right, next on our top 25 Aggies of 2022, we turn to, uh, we again, enlist the service of Hall of Famer Al Lewis to introduce us to number 14 on our list. And uh, again, if you want to chime in, if you agree or disagree with his placement, should he be higher or lower, 435-339-0321.
1: number 14 on our Cash valley media groups list of the top 25 aggie football players is jacob south an offensive lineman graduate senior from anacortes washington 6'6, 290 pounds wears number 78 and the aggies hope for a healthy season because he has been a veteran offensive lineman when he has played he has started and played very very well played just seven of the 14 games last year and started all seven of those the year before started four games at right tackle during his sophomore season, and he actually made three starts even as a redshirt freshman at Utah State. Aggies need solid protection to the quarterback, not the quarterback getting hit, and great run game blocking, and Jacob South and the offensive front will give that. Number 14 on the list is Jacob South, offensive lineman. Jacob South.
3: Offensive uh, lineman for Utah State, as we've been talking about, there is a wealth of experience at the tackle position, and uh, he fills that right tackle position with a lot of experience. Seven games started, as Al said, last year, missed seven games due to injury, but has starts as as a sophomore and as a
4: freshman. He has a lot of snaps and a lot of experience on that offensive line. Yeah, you think of Alfred Edwards being the most experienced guy, but south has been around about as long as Edwards. Not quite as many snaps because he's not played as many games. But, yeah, this guy's got plenty of snaps under his belt. He's going to be – it depends on how many snaps Chandler Dolphin has, but, you know, second or third in terms of experience. He's been around longer than Dolphin, I believe.
3: Yes, I think you're right.
4: So – yeah, obviously very experienced, and, and I'll say this, what, probably one of my hot takes, I don't know if it's as hot as putting uh, uh, Daniel Grishick number two, on my list, but uh, I put Jacob South above Alfred Edwards on my list. Mm. Um, you know, when I've gone in, I've a couple of times the last few years gone in and done kind of deep dives, you know, looking at the offensive linemen, seeing how they're doing. Uh, I felt that Jacob South did a better job in some cases, Uh better run blocker. Um about the same pass protection. Uh, and funny thing, actually, I went to Jacob South's profile, and this isn't what I'm basing my, my opinion off of, but uh, he graded out supposedly Utah State. They post like their offensive line grades on a lot of these guys' profile, and supposedly he graded out better than any other offensive lineman on the team last year, which it made me feel a little better about that opinion because at least there was some supporting evidence and not just me being a you know, contrarian. Um and I don't say this to diminish Alfred Edwards, but no. it, it it's comforting because you got two good tackles. And you know, so the more good offensive linemen you have, the better. He's six foot six. Yeah. And uh guy's a giant, two
3: hundred and ninety pounds. Both tackle positions, you have really big dudes there. Uh, so really important as part of the pass protection but also uh, run blocking and uh, getting that run game going for Utah State. So uh, I think this is an appropriate position for him. Um, And uh, just because of all the experience that he has, I just hope he can stay healthy. That's the big question for any offensive lineman. You know, Alfred Edwards, to his credit, has been very durable. Um, But uh, Jacob South plays a big role and will play a big role as long as he can stay on the field.
4: Yeah, if he stays on the field, then you're going to have – at least two offensive line spots comfortably filled and performing very well.
3: 435 if you want to chime in on the uh, top 25 Aggies of 22, number 14, Jacob South on our list. Another quick timeout. When we to come back. Uh, we'll hear from Calvin Tyler himself uh, and uh, experiences gained from last year and what he has in mind for this upcoming season for the Utah State Aggies. That's coming up in about three and a half minutes grant the mobile automotive the guy is certified he knows what he's doing and he's mobile like his name says he will come to you where your vehicle is having an issue uh, and, and even if you're just you don't have the time he can still come and uh, you don't have to bring it to him he'll come to you so give him a call even if it's just to recharge your ac in your vehicle. That's 435-229-4345. That's four three five two two nine four three four five.
6: Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cash Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cash Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. My name is John Brenchley. Last year, my father, Lynn, passed away. Our family misses him tremendously. From the first phone call we made to White Pine Funeral Services until he was laid to rest, White Pine helped us every step of the way. The staff was there to guide us through the entire process. They were kind, gracious, and their facilities are amazing. White Pine helped to make the difficult situation of losing my dad into a positive experience where we could remember him and celebrate his life.
2: White Pine Funeral Services.
1: For the second year in a row, Advanced Heating and AC is honored to be named Gold Medalists for Best of Northern Utah in the AC and HVAC category. They thank you for your support and vote of confidence in their company. You have many choices. When it comes to your home's heating and air conditioning system, make sure you choose the gold medal winning company, Advanced Heating and AC. Call 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI online at advanceheating-ac.com. Don't get caught without power to your home or
3: business. This is Tyler with Golden Spike Electric. We offer Generac backup generators to keep your home or business
6: warm, avoiding frozen pipes, loss of valuable food, or even a flooded basement. Golden Spike Electric is certified and factory trained, so you know it will be installed right and properly maintained.
3: Contact Golden Spike Electric so you'll never be without power again. Online at
6: gsegenerators.com. We also service other brands. Golden Spike Electric and Generac. Power
7: you can count on. This is Chris from the Cater Shop menswear store. We believe how you look is the first message you deliver. This also includes our floors at the store. Daryl at Chem Drive Northern Utah and his team came in after hours, cleaned the entire store and had it ready to go before we opened the next day. I trust Daryl and his team from Chem Drive Northern Utah.
6: This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cash Valley
0: since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
3: Welcome back to the Full Court Press, Eric Franson, Jason Walker. Reminder, we're expanding up to two hours next Monday here on the Full Court Press. Four to six when it will be on the air. And it will be the, uh, the week leading up to high school football
4: as those games begin on August 12th. Yeah, twice the fun. Yes. Twice the fun, twice the content, twice the amount of coughing for me still. <laughs> I'm...
3: Twice the amount of texts on our text line. Yeah. So uh, just to recap quickly, um, we're, we just revealed number fourteen on our list. So going back in re- in reverse order, we start out with John Gentry at twenty five, Kyle Van Leeuwen, Connor Coles, Terrell Vaughn, Gervin Hall, Cooper Lega, Xavier Williams, Andre Grayson, Michael Unwanyu, Stephen Cotsenley. Daniel Grishik, and then Jacob South. So we'll continue to reveal another player each day uh, leading up to uh, that final uh, Friday of uh, the, before that last full week of uh, prep where we're focusing on game one. And so we will continue to count down until we get to the number one. We try to get it around 425 we're not always the best at hitting that mark.
4: It's more like 428. Because <laughs> we usually take our break at like 422, 423. And that leads us into like 426 for the commercial break. Or the end of the commercial break. So
3: Yeah, so we're, we're a little little late on that. But generally around 425 is when we try to shoot for revealing the next in our top 25 Aggies of 2022. Uh, continue to stay focused on the running back position. Calvin Tyler had a great year last year we weren't really sure what we were going to get from calvin tyler coming from oregon state um i, I thought Devonte henry cole would probably be the guy that would be the leading running back and we didn't even see him um and there were a couple other newcomers that kind of fit into the uh rotation but calvin tyler certainly separated himself and had a great season missed a few games due to injury but came back and played a huge role in the uh, conference championship game and the bowl game and al lewis got a chance to catch up with calvin tyler just this last week as utah state has
1: uh opening camp calvin tyler jr um evaluate uh first off let me start you had to be so satisfied with the oregon state game in the bowl game from where you'd been before and and have that happen
8: Oh, uh, man, that felt great, beating them boys. Uh, I told the team we was going to beat them before that, and I knew there was going to come with an extra like, sense of urgency and like want to beat them, too, because that's my old rival. But we really went out there and uh, executed and handled the job, and it felt it felt great.
1: Isn't, isn't it interesting how life works right. for, for you to think that you end up, you know, transferring somewhere else, and then you end up playing your old school in a bowl Yeah,
8: I've always been big on, like, tables will turn. Like, eventually, like, people would get what they dish out some way, and I wouldn't say they treated me bad, but I didn't, I feel like I didn't get like the fair shot. And when I came in, I played as a true freshman. New staff came in, things happened, but uh, it felt good beating them. So, like I said, tables will turn. uh, If we can beat them again, we'll beat them again, (laughs) if we have to, yes, sir.
1: Calvin, uh, this last year of Aggie football, I mean, like I just told you, I've been here many, many years. I haven't seen a season like it. I mean, I think it's maybe the greatest Aggie football season ever that I've seen with what you've done. But. It sounds like you guys have been a, a pretty good as far as off season, and hey, we got to start all over again. Uh, the, the conference hasn't picked you very high, and in the polls, uh, people are expecting. Hey, let's let's see it from you again. Uh, is that the kind of the attitude you guys have?
8: Uh, yes, sir. That's what we want to be. Uh, we got this sense of urgency. Um, we like being the underdogs, and once we all the preseason rankings came out or whatever, my own ways, we like that. We I'm, I'm glad they put us where they put us, and it just give us another chip on our shoulder to go out there and execute every day and prove a lot of people wrong like we did last year.
1: Do you, uh, do you expect that you carry most of the load at running back this year?
8: Yes, sir. Uh, I do expect that. And, um, I know I got guys that can come in and um, do their job, too. And um, There's no fall-off in our room, and I'm glad we loaded now. I feel like we loaded in the running back room, and we're just ready to get out there and show people. What do you, I mean, you had some
1: spectacular runs, the Air Force game and some of the things that you did. What What do you have to do to – to maybe, uh, you know, do we need to have the running game even be more
8: explosive to add to the passing game? Most definitely it would be even more explosive than it was last year now that the, we know the offense better and we know where the run's supposed to hit. and um, Just like when you um, take an evaluation, you look back at the season, which I did and I know a lot of my uh, other teammates did and the guys in this room, you look at runs you like, that could have been a big play right there. That could have been explosive. So it wouldn't be all like that doubting like, I'm going to get it done this year. That's how I look at it. Like I'm ready to prove a lot of people wrong this year.
1: Give me a little read on the guys behind you. We know John Gentry a little bit. But yeah. it looks like there'll be a few other people that are kind of stepping in. And maybe you'll get to see him on the field almost for the first time maybe when fall starts in some Most ways.
8: definitely. Uh, we got uh, John Gentry most definitely, Locke. Uh, we got Jordan that just came and transferred from Fresno State. We got Coop. We got um, Bailey. And we got the young other young freshmen. Uh, <laughs> Was it Briggs? Was yeah, uh, Robert Briggs. Yeah. I can we call him Lil Briggs, <laughs> okay. but okay. I was trying to think of his first I was trying to think his first name, but yeah, Robert Briggs, most mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, all them guys explosive too. Uh I got to see uh, Jordan and um Bailey and Rob and uh, PRPs, they really caught on real fast and they, they look good, they starting to look confident. But uh Lockheed and John, them guys being like excited me and wild me. Once I got here, them guys are <laughs> guys are some good players, man. And I'm ready for the um the Aggies fan, I'm ready for the world to see it.
1: What do you have to do to be better?
8: Uh, be a leader, and um, just uh, I'm big on evaluation, so like I like watching film on myself, and once I see notes, take notes. I like making change. So to be better, I uh, just trust myself, just trust my speed, trust my explosiveness, and trust my power, and like uh, and keep going first. I'm, for sure I gotta keep going first through it all. But yeah, I'm um, yeah, I'm ready to prove people wrong. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you're starting here in July to get to an August twenty seventh game. The season'll be a long season in a lot of ways. If it goes as you really want it to go, it'll be a really long
8: season. Most definitely. And that's my goal to stay healthy this whole year. Like last year I missed two games, so my goal is to stay healthy, take care of my body, extra treatment and um get through the season. Get through the season healthy and shatter some records. That's why I'm trying to that's my goal this year. Get some records out here. And the teams
1: that uh, beat you last year, you'll play at their places with your 8-0 and on the road last year that you guys had. I mean, it, it's a, it's really a hardly probably a harder schedule.
8: Right, most definitely. It's really a tough schedule, but uh, we, like I said, we went one and no way, and I'm glad they picked the boys game for, like, the last game of the season. Like, that felt good. But, yeah, I, uh, I got a bitter taste in my mouth, them guys, them teams that beat us and are ready to get back out there. And say well, we gonna take one game at a time, but I'm ready. I'm really ready for them, the teams that beat us.
1: Well, again, we're excited to look forward to the season, Calvin. Yes. Good luck to you.
8: Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay.
1: There
3: you
4: go, Calvin Tyler Jr.
3: I like Calvin Tyler Jr.
4: Yeah, he, he he's pretty smart. He knows what he's doing out there. You know, a real student of the game. You can hear it in, in the way he talks about things. Is that he goes out there and in footballs, you know. He, he doesn't take it as just something he does. He takes it seriously.
3: Well, and one of the things that I like, too, is that he's a real student of the game. He loves yeah. evaluation. I loved hearing that. That uh, you know, Some guys, they they struggle with that. Like, I don't want to be shown what I did wrong. Show me what I did right. But the best way for growth is that evaluation. What did I do wrong? How can I be better?
4: And find somebody who is eager for that, that's a real find. Yeah. And that's, that's the kind of guy you really need at Utah State because – you need these guys to develop. They can't just coast on their talent, because a lot of these guys don't have oodles and oodles of talent. So they really need to take, you know, take advantage of everything they can. And Calvin Taylor has clearly done that, and it's it's paid off. You know, cause like 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 we said, he had a good year last year. Would have been a thousand yard back had he played every game. Right, and
3: uh, one thing I didn't mention earlier, but um, the highlight for him too: fifty yards receiving. So not a lot. In, in the backfield for running backs to catch balls in this offense last year. But, you know, he had 50 yards. Gentry had 33.
4: Yeah, there'll be a few. You know, they're going to catch passes. Nobody in this backfield's a receiving threat. That's just the way it is. Um, the offense doesn't set them up to be pass catchers, it's running back screens every now and again, or, you know, they're flaring out, out of the backfield. So, you know, their their way to, to, you know, uh, catch passes, it's setting them up in a way where they can just basically be running backs, but they're starting out on the outside. Right. You know, so they're not doing a lot of route running and things like that because a lot of these guys don't have that skill set. But at least make the defense think. Yeah. There's that potential. So they have
3: to at least honor that. Uh, But... um, yeah, I got a chance to talk to Anthony Tucker about the running back position, and it is more than just Calvin Tyler. It's not an; every, he's not an every-down back. The offense doesn't call for that. They prefer multiple guys with fresh legs than one guy who's just a bruiser. And so here's what Anthony Tucker had to say about the running backs this year for Utah State.
7: Well, in modern-day football, it's very rare that you find. Uh, you know an offense where you have a the bell cow the guy who carries it 30 40 times a game anymore so you, you have to have um, you have to have a number of guys in that room that can go out and operate and without missing a beat so I think you know with some young guys in that room that are gaining another year um, of development uh, I think it creates some competition and everything in there um, Calvin obviously had a had a really solid season last year and he knows that he's got to take another step in his development and as everyone does so I think he's worked to do that. Um, I think there's guys in there that have played at times last year that that, are, that have also um, improved. So in um, guys that you've added to the to the mix there with um, you know with through recruiting through transfer portal things like that, you create competition in that room. And, and but you got to have more than one guy to be able to operate. So uh, I'm, uh, again, you know you get you go through fall camp. We're gonna play a game in four weeks. So y- you're excited to see you know, how that room develops and how, who's gonna emerge in that room and who's gonna be that next guy in if Calvin's in first or if Calvin needs a blow again, you have to have more more than one guy to operate, especially with the tempo that we play, the amount of plays we play in a game. Um, to me, it's unrealistic to, to think that this one guy is gonna be able to carry the load for, you know, 90 plus plays, which is what, you know, our aim is to be, you know, 80 to hundred plays a game. Um, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, you. You want legs in there that are going to be able to rip off runs and, and, and be fresh.
3: Yeah, that's really what it comes down to in this offense is who's got gas in the tank right now who can help us get a big run.
4: Yeah, and I kind of like that because, I mean, I know these guys are in about as peak physical shape as they'll ever be. But, I mean, just imagine you break off a 20-yard run. Okay, you've sprinted really more than 20 yards because a lot of that you you were going sideways. Right. Being chased by a bunch of people and then thrown to the ground by a 230-pound linebacker. Uh, I defy you to get up and say that you're the exact same freshness as you were before that play. Obviously, it's a good play. It's ideal. But can you do that again? Maybe. But, you know, two or three plays into that after you've sprinted for a few, you're not fresh anymore. you got to get a spell. Yeah, that's true. You,
3: you need a breather. But at the same time, there is something to be said about gaining momentum, understanding... The feel of the game, how the game is moving in real time, and being on the—the the, the only way to f- learn that is being on the field. And so th- these—you need to have somebody who you're going to go to with some regularity, but you're not going to call on them to be there every single down.
4: Yeah, definitely. There's the lead guy, but you know when he's not fresh, you bring in the other guy. You know if he rips off a 70-yard run, yes, maybe he got to the three, four-yard line. But you got to bring in the new guy because the guy who just ran sprinted 70 yards, he ain't fresh anymore. Right. So that's a look at Utah State running back situation. Uh, if
3: you want to weigh in or questions you may have about it, we'd love to hear from you. 435-339-0321 to join us here on the Full Court Press. Got to take another quick timeout. Uh, and uh, we're want to come back some some additional thoughts about uh, that front for Utah State offensively and some of the roles that they play. Uh, that We'll get to that here in about three minutes. But first, Mountain West Motor, Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership at 615 North Main. Great selection of trucks and SUVs, specially customized for your next adventure. And uh, stop by and see what they have on their lot today. It's always changing. It's always being updated. And the vehicles are always being customized. So go check it out at 615 North Main and Logan. Or check them out online, mwmotor.com.
2: Are you a good listener? Has anyone ever accused you of being a problem solver? Someone who likes to help others have success? If so, the Cash Valley Media Group would like to talk to you. Have you ever posted something on social media that had all your friends and family laughing? Have you ever fought off a bear? If so, let's talk. Not necessarily about bears. I mean, we just think it would be a cool story. Here at the Cash Valley Media Group, We have a ton of fun helping businesses grow, and we could use some more help. So, if you or someone you know has marketing and advertising experience, or any of the previously mentioned skills, please send your resume to sales at cvradio.com. That's sales at cvradio.com. Or drop it off at our office, Monday through Friday, between 8 and 5. The Cash Valley Media Group is an equal opportunity employer, and scared of bears.
6: Essie Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. People from St. George to Rexburg Drive to Logan to shop Utah's oldest jewelry store. And one major reason is price. When diamonds are compared up and down the Wasatch Front, Essie Needham's is as low or lower than any store in the state. We compete with any 50 to 70% off sales, student discounts, or so-called wholesale prices. So when it's time for an engagement ring, come to the store where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, At the sign of the clock.
2: Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's A.C. running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345.
0: The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Your locally owned Napa Auto
3: Parts store is well stocked up on hard to find oil. Full synthetic for a five quart size, just $22.99. Napa Fleet Heavy Duty Motor Oil, $13.99 a gallon. Or Valvoline Premium Heavy Duty 15W30. $18.99. 1899. So got a lot of different things available there at Napa Auto Parts. Go check them out. They've got five locations between Preston and Providence. Uh, getting to our full court press text line 435-339-0321. Uh, a couple of texts come through from 9315. Sorry we weren't trying to ignore you. We, we just- oh you turned
6: my mic off. <laughs> you you
3: little. <laughs> First time that's ever happened. <laughs> sure. First time I've made a mistake. <laughs>
4: So anyway, starting with <laughs> nine three one five, you actually sent one in yesterday toward the end of the show, or I think it's my actually it's the middle of the show. He said Jason's been on the show long enough that Eric can quit taking it easy on him for pick six. <laughs> <laughs> you should stop taking it easy on me because you keep losing.
3: I know it's like three in a row. It's uncharted territory. <laughs> uh, a couple more texts that he sent in. Uh, when's the bye week this year for Aggie football, and is it
4: timed at a spot to help or hurt? our chances of winning more games. So there's two bye weeks. Actually, I I looked it up and I found the one, and then I found the second one to my surprise. Um, That's because of the, as Eric explained to me, because of the Hawaii game, going to Hawaii.
3: Right. Teams have, if you travel to
4: Hawaii, teams have an option to schedule
3: a 13th game, um, or they don't have to. But yeah. they have that option, and Utah State opted to just take the uh, bye week instead.
4: Yeah, so they've got bye weeks uh, between their third and fourth game, so between Weber State and UNLV, and then I don't know what number of game games. It was between Wyoming and New Mexico later in the late in the schedule. So kind of toward the beginning and toward the kind of last third of the season, they're going to have some byes. So, you know, they'll have some nice time to regroup after a really tough Weber State game. Uh, and then after an actually tough trip, to uh, Laramie, Wyoming. Well, I mean, you've got Connecticut, Alabama,
3: Weber State. And so it, you've got three games in the books. They should win two of those three. Um, and then a chance to, okay, we've got a third of our season in the books now. Let's see what we need to do to fine-tune some things and uh, adjust some stuff before we get into a, a real m- meat of, uh, of the conference schedule.
4: Yeah, they'll jump into conference play and BYU. Uh, so yeah, it'll be a good time to regroup, to regroup and hopefully not cough. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: that's going to do it for us today. We're going to have uh, some uh, high school coaches that we're going to start previewing their seasons coming up here soon on the Full Court Press. We'll be doing some of those interviews and features coming up in the next few days and continue to break down Utah State's uh, football team. Reminder: their scrimmage Saturday at 11 on Merlin Olsen Field.
9: I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The baseball trade deadline will officially pass at 6 p.m. Eastern tonight. As of right now, superstar outfielder Juan Soto has still yet to be moved. But even if he hasn't been dealt, that doesn't mean today won't be interesting. Over the years, we've seen plenty of impactful trades made towards the deadline. Last year, the Braves acquired Jorge Soler right before the deadline, and he would go on to win the World Series MVP with the Braves three months later. 2016, Aroldis Chapman sent to the Cubs. The flamethrower managed to help the Cubs win a ring after 108 years. Go all the way back to 2000, Kurt Schilling shipped to Arizona. The addition would help the Diamondbacks win the World Series the following season. Every year, a few teams seem to go all in at the deadline. As of right now, tough to predict which moves will make the most impact, but with so much history surrounding the deadline, it's hard not to be excited. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.